0: Tram Tramines. lines. Tram lines. Tram lines. <laughs> tram lines. Tram lines. Tram lines. Um tram lines. T-R- Tramlines. Tram this is Tramlines. Part audiobook, part spoken word, part locative literature. These are stories written to be listened to on a tram. Today's journey is a new work of fiction by Vidya Rajan, the historical simulation museum park experience. The optimum place to listen to it is on the Route 11 tram, starting around stop D17, Collins Landing, and ending around stop 7, 101 Collins Street. But it can be listened to on any tram at any time.
1: Hey, hello. Don't panic. Do not be alarmed. How are you feeling? You can't answer me, obviously. That's okay. All right. Some of you may be feeling weird. That's normal. That's normal. If you can just take a deep breath in for me. One, two, three. Inhale. And one, two, three. Exhale. Did you do that? All right. Feeling a bit less odd. Some of you will be standing. Some of you are sitting. Don't worry about it either way. It's just whatever's comfortable for you. You may be asking, what is this? Where am I? Am I dead? Am I asleep? Have I time travelled? The answer is no to all of those questions. Well, maybe yes to the time travel in a manner of speaking. Keep that breathing up now. One, two, three, inhale. One, two, three, exhale. Okay, it might be coming back to some of you. Just moments ago, we met you and I and you placed your body into the simulation pod here at the Historical Simulation Museum Park. And I am your guide today. You just saw me. I was the one who stood next to the person who did the safety demonstration and fitted you in your seat, yeah? I'm watching over you now along with the whole team, though you probably don't remember us. Short-term memory just before the simulation is usually quite fuzzy. But rest assured, you're very safe. And as real as everything feels right now, it's not. Though I did try very hard. I'm also the designer of this experience. It's my first one ever and the first time we've run it, actually. And, um, can I just say thank you for choosing it and congratulations on your good taste for choosing this experience. I personally think it says you're very refined. Most people who come to the museum park want to go to a resource war simulation, obviously, or to one of the festivals of the first oligarch party people, I guess. But I think this is the stuff that's really interesting. The sort of everyday experience of ordinary things. That's how you really learn about history, right? Well, you know, as much history as we could recover after the Great Rebooting. And as much was deemed appropriate to our bandwidth, of course. No cluttering of bad discourse here. But um, yes, I I designed this. Welcome to Melbourne around the early 2020s. You're on the route 11 tram. Oh, tram, tram, I love that word. It's what you're on right now, this wheeling contraption powered by fossil generated electric currents. That's how far back we're talking. Basically an early 21st century mode of transport. Transport, Transport. Maybe that's where it comes from, Transport. I'll have to get our researchers onto that. Another reminder to not worry. Your body is still very much in the year 2300. But your mind and your sensations hopefully feel like they're way back then. Whatever your mind experiences in the next little while, rest assured it will have no effect on you in the present. You'll be feeling some of those sensations now. Whatever position you're in, you might feel the real weight of those bodies. They were constantly in contact with full gravity back then. If you look in a reflective surface and you see your own face, but slightly distorted, bit sodden and grotesque, you have our patent and SimTech to thank for that. This is what they looked like. Also, what else? Yes, you may find the air a bit weird in here, a bit stale, smells everywhere. No concept of purification domes back then either. Nothing was controlled for their benefit. Also the sounds. You might be finding them overwhelming. I would not advise taking out your ear pod. It might be too much. They didn't know how to optimise the auditory environment for maximum calm and efficient creation back then. You can tell from the lack of bird song. It was very infrequent and left to actual birds. Imagine that. Anyway. One, two, three, in... One, two, three, out. Keep your breathing up if you need to, but you should, I hope, be feeling okay by now. And we can start to look around. Okay, this will be fun. Also, like I said, this is a first test run. Very safe, don't worry, but because of that, there may be some glitches in vision. You may see some things I'm discussing a little earlier or later, but all the more reason to keep your eyes peeled wide at all times. And as you're looking around now, out onto the street from the windows, this area would be unrecognisable to you, of course. But the name might ring a bell. Fitzroy. Fitzroy. A neighbourhood back then, but now, the name of one of the smaller agricultural vaults, of course. Maybe you know someone who works there. Though, if you're attending the park, I don't imagine you do, actually. Quite a few tokens for entry, but well worth it, of course. As you look around, some of you are randomly set to night mode, some on day. But you should be able to make out what I can tell you are the shops for the clothes mainly. Clothing boutiques peppered on the left and on the right. It was a madness back then. Inside the tram too, on your person even maybe, you will see evidence of that. So much colour and variety in the clothing. A real time of needless excess as we now know. They were unaware how it would clutter the bandwidth and dispel potentiality and innovation. Okay, a little game for you for the rest of the ride. I want you to keep your eyes peeled for two things. I've inserted them a few times, so you should have plenty of chances. I won't say if it's in the tram or outside, but I want you at some point to see if you can spot a person wearing a backpack, and that backpack has many symbols on it badges or stickers. This was very popular back then, part of the tendency to wasteful expression. It didn't matter what was being expressed, merely that there was an expression. Two, a person with a beard, probably of male mode appearance. You will notice, and this may be emotional, that they may seem a little insecure, flushed sometimes. Beards were often used to mask unhappiness and a lack of vitality in one's daily life. So keep an eye out for those two features. It's the details that really make it feel real, I think. And as you look outside, you'll also see various bars and pubs. Those were kinds of drink holes, as they were called back then. People would spend full nights in there drinking, literally ingesting liquids to alter themselves. Much more safe and neat now for us. Pop a pill and you're on your way. But it was part of the everyday, not just for special occasions as we have it. They had a lot of indolent time. It was normal to go with large groups of friends and could be very messy sometimes. A lot of cleanup. next day health consequence, disruption of all potential efficiencies. Lots of humor comes out of this time as well. They frequently enjoyed that. So most of the jokes are incomprehensible to us now, but there is this one that I quite like. Uh, It's about a horse, of course. Those were everywhere at the time. Not like now. Only horses for the oligarchs now, as is best. They were everywhere. And one time, uh, a horse went into the bar and it was asked, why are you so sad? And it said, oh no, it's because my face is long. You are mistaken. (laughs) I, I don't know if I told that one right. I'm not the funny one in my family. I was always better at this sort of thing, but um, interestingly, we can take a historic lesson from that, that even the horses were sad back then. Everyone's bandwidth and happiness levels were low. Okay, back to outside. You're probably seeing a lot of houses now too. Terrace houses, that's what they were called, and some apartments as well. Nothing too tall or innovation friendly as yet, architecturally speaking, as you can see which also speaks to the character of the neighbourhood. It was full of people who did not wish to work and spent a lot of time studying at local universities, specialising in what we would see as ludicrous and wasteful things. Though, I have a bit of sympathy because, I mean, you can imagine how my family reacted when I took this job. With my skills, I could have worked directly for ministry. But I've just been obsessed with pre-rebooting history and making people enjoy things, to to optimise their endeavours, of course. It's all part of the balance of the system, isn't it? Talking about myself again. Oh, I forgot to mention, you may have seen a particularly large block of apartments go by on the left. Now, some of you real history buffs would know that that's where some of the early protests took place to build a better tomorrow wherein they probably couldn't have dreamed of this, you know. We don't know much about them though, sadly. Okay, we're nearly on the last stretch, and I'd encourage you to really look around at everyone if you haven't done so already. You will be primed to notice their exhaustion and their needless variety so different to us, but perhaps look past that to wonder which one of your fellow passengers reminds you of someone you know. That's what I always like to wonder about. And we're heading into the city now, of course. Much of this imagery on the eye line might be a bit more familiar to you. The tall buildings and such, more reminiscent of our neighbourhoods, but still different. You can close your eyes too now for a bit if you like. A- actually, I'd advise doing so. Please close your eyes as the visual strain from the simulation might be setting in. Are they closed? I like to close my eyes at this point actually, even apart from the strain and just think of how they felt right now, feeling the rhythm of the tram. And I like to think of how they used to make this kind of journey for work so often, coming out of where we just were, all the way into these buildings that we're heading towards, sitting or standing like this, hearing these sounds every day. No concept of the total work-life integrative balance system that we have They only had 24 hours in a day, and it was divided into different spaces for home and for productivity. It seems so silly now. They had very segmented thinking. Even a museum park like this, you'd have to travel so far to get to. Or it would be for a special visit. Not just something you could pop into during your day as part of your rejuvenation tokens. A simpler, slower, neurologically deficient time. None of them there could have dreamt of the algorithmic clarity we are so lucky to experience now. Though, it does have its own glow. If you open your eyes now, you may feel a bit of that magic. Um, not magic, um, you know what I mean, experience. A sudden adjustment to the light? It's a nice kind of rush, I think. Ooh, did you catch that? That big building on the left? Some of you will be coming up to, or just passing, I hope. Thank you again for testing this. Sorry if there are glitches. That, that, that was Parliament. There's a familiar word in sight. Yes, this kind of architecture is one of the things the oligarchs thought it was important to keep, um, despite it not being the most efficient building structure. Just as a nod to where we've come from. They only used to have one in every city, and now we have so many in every zone to house the outposts of the Ministry. Some of our brightest innovators in these buildings, of course. I interviewed for a job there once, you know, due to my skills, but it, but it wasn't the best fit, culturally. Only got through the first level. Probably shouldn't have said that even. Oh, also, d- did you see a theatre back there by any chance on the right? That's an entertainment complex, that's what they used to call it. Actual live performances that people would go to all the time. They would choose the most energetic children they could find and make them sing and dance with painted faces. Many of the adults in the shows were also childlike in their expressions and needs and wants. It was a culture that celebrated youth. I suppose something we have in common, though we handle it much less clumsily. Anyway, these shows were like our annual festivals, but they happened constantly. Wasteful, yes, but... As we've established, they were a very indulgent, hedonistic and confused people. Ah, we're passing Collins place. The sheen of it all much more familiar and comfortable to everyone, I'm sure. You recognise this kind of style? This style was known as high-end corporate, though now it's merely homey. Tastes do change. And again, history buffs will have a bell ring for them here. Colin's place is, of course, where the agreement was signed to hand over the keys to the first oligarch. Trust in governments and decision-makers was very low back then, unlike... now, of course. See, people had had enough of the mismanagement, the lack of acceleration in work, the purposeless lives. They were crying out for the oligarchs' visions of the future. The future we have today. Anyway, a long time ago now. And speaking of, that's nearly it for us, I'm afraid. I know there's so much more we could have talked of, but what an important note to end on. Oh, oh, wait, did you spot the bearded man or the backpacks? Have a quick look outside and inside the tram if you haven't. It's never too late. Also, some of you, a randomised plus feature I was testing at the last minute. Did you spot the tram guards? They're in vests and just walk up and down trying to talk to you. They existed to regulate whether people were allowed into the tram or not. That was their sole purpose. Imagine they actually had to put on those special clothes, receive hours of training and then walk up and down. The physical and human effort so rudimentary. Though we have speculated that the reason they kept these guards around for so long was because of resistance to surveillance. They wanted a warm human touch or something infantile like that. We've all had that phase in our teens for one summer, remember? Well, I did. Oh, sorry, yes. Coming to an end now, Uh, I just want to say thank you for helping us test this. I will definitely optimise my time more next time and pace it better. If you did experience glitches, I do apologise. But tell your family and workmates to step in any time. Okay, just getting the signal. If all of you could take a breath. One, two, three, inhale. One, two, three, exhale. And... (sighs) Yeah, sorry. I think I was a little off the metre on that one, but... um smoothly for a first sim yeah no one's no one's rejuvenation slot is over yet so the timing's good
0: yeah it's good we don't want that yeah what is it
1: i don't know i mean don't you feel like we we didn't really give them all the interesting facts
0: and i haven't verified
1: all my research yet
0: no one cares you're the only one who's so into that time period anyway
1: yeah but also ending before town hall like feels a bit wrong
0: feels a bit wrong you've spent way too long reading about these people
1: it was a significant conflict, and I know it's not oligarch approved. But what happened at the hall with the body count—like, don't you think people need Fuck. to?
0: Notice? Oh god. Okay. You sorry. didn't cue that. Yes. Yeah, sorry. After the- sorry. Tramlines is an initiative of the Melbourne UNESCO City of Literature Office, with the podcast created by Broadwave. Route 11, the Historical Simulation Museum Park Experience, was written and read by Vidya Rajan, commissioned by David Riding, edited by Elizabeth Flux, recorded at the State Library of Victoria, produced by Beth Atkinson-Quinton, with music by Steve Hearn. Broadwave. Broadwave? Broadwave. Broadwave? Wave.
1: Broadwave.